Welcome to the Combat Ring Podcast. For our special Christmas and Boxing Day special, we have an exclusive interview with Liam Nolan, the WBC Muay Thai World Middleweight Champion. Liam trains out of the Nosy Academy in the UK. And most recently, the British fighter was crowned WBC Muay Thai Fighter of the Year for 2021. I chat with Liam on one of his most challenging fights, winning renowned fighter Yusuf Boganem in the WBC Championship fight. Liam also reflects on his fight year and his Muay Thai journey. And the champion also shares where he keeps his fight belts. We keep things fresh and start things off with a quick fire round of questions. Taekwondo or Wing Chun? Hey, Taekwondo, yeah. All right, Ken. Okay, toughest opponent yet? Uh, that's such a hard question because they're hard for different ways, so it's, it's hard to answer that, yeah. All right. Everyone's Ken. hard for different reasons. Okay, knee or elbow? Elbow. Okay. Favorite Muay Thai weapon? Elbow again. Okay, definitely. Yeah. All right. And okay, toughest part of being a Muay Thai fighter? Uh, the discipline, I think. Um, the training and stuff is easy, but having to stay in and you know discipline yourself with your food and maybe missing social events. Yeah, that's the hardest part. All right. Favorite food? Favorite foods? Um, at the moment, sushi. I'm into my sushi. <laughs> All right. I, I blame the lads at the gym for that. They've introduced me to that. <laughs> All right, Ken. And lastly, a favorite way to de-stress after a fight? Favorite way to de-stress? Just relax with my family, with my friends, you know. Um, just quality time with, with family and friends. Yeah, that's all. That's what I like to do. All right, Ken. All right. So, you know, so congrats, you know, on on winning the WBC Muay Thai Middleship title, beating uh, Yusof. And, you know, and you won the title by split decision, ending his three-year reign as a WBC world champion. You know, how, how was it like facing him? Yeah, it was, it, it was, um, it was a hard task, you know, facing him in, mm. I know it wasn't his, his home show, but it, it definitely felt like it was in Amsterdam, the fight. Um, and it was obviously full of people. He's from Morocco. He's got a lot of Moroccan fans there. So um, it, w- it was a hard night's work. It was a hard challenge because we, we had a lot to face. You know, we had, like you said, then it was a split decision. And uh, in, our, in our opinion, it really wasn't a split decision. It was a unanimous, it should have been. And, uh, but yeah, it was, a, it was a great fight. You know, when I remember being in there and being very focused on the job. I wasn't like, oh my God, you know, I'm fighting for this big title against uh, a big name like Yusuf. I was just focused on what I had to do. And, um, and everything that my corner was telling me I was doing and, and what we planned in training we was doing. So I, I was happy with how I fought. Um, we, we only trained for four weeks for the fight, actually. Um, wow. So it was a really short, short camp. Um, but, but I think it just went well. You know, I, I train consistently. I, I try and keep in the gym. I don't just do one fight camp and take a long time off. I try and keep tra- in training so I'm always in shape so that if something like that happens, you know, I'm, I'm ready for it. All right, Ken. And, and I think it was a long time coming, right? Because you guys were supposed to meet earlier in the year, this year, yeah. and, 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 yeah. and finally you, you had it. Okay, so, so you know, um, you mentioned that he's such an experienced fighter. What was the toughest part fighting Yusuf in the ring? You, you know, the, the toughest part of the fight wasn't, 
really with Yusuf. I actually felt quite comfortable to, to fight with him. But the toughest part was, you know, having the referee and, you know, the judges, you know, that was actually the toughest part because the, the referee was pulling me up on things like uh, in the clinch, for instance, we mm. was clinching and uh, I would lock around the back right. and he was telling me, you know, this isn't allowed. And I was sort of complaining about this and then, Yusuf would do it to me and it was allowed, you know, some clinches where I was winning in the clinch, he would separate us. And then when Yusuf was having the upper hand in the clinch, he would let the clinch go on for longer. So it was, it was a really hard, hard thing to do. You know, not only did I fight a guy who's not lost in five to seven years, I think, yeah. in Muay Thai, but, you know, I had to do it in his backyard with, with the sort of referee against us. And, and uh, yeah, it was, it was a hard thing to do, but um but I, like I said, I, I kept my cool and I, I kept yeah. to what what they told me to do, and I didn't didn't you know get annoyed. I just stuck to my plan. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, I, I guess it must be pretty frustrating um, meeting such situations. Is it quite common in in your fights to to face such um such um kind of divided um uh, decisions from from referees? Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, I've I've fought abroad a few times now and. And uh, you know, I've, I've had I've had it where it's, it's it can be difficult, and I've heard lots of stories where where people have come up a bit unstuck. But it is what it is, you know. I, I signed up for it. I knew what I was in for. So um, so yeah, that that was it. We knew we knew it was coming, kind of thing, and we we planned for it and and did well with it. Nice, nice. And and I think it has been a month, right, since your momentous win, close to a month. Yeah. And you know, you know, looking back, which was your favorite move, you know, back. <laughs> against him I, I'm, I'm sure there, there were a couple right yeah well well. so so for me in, in this fight um, we, we studied Yusuf and, and what Yusuf does when he fights he comes forward he lands punches and if you stay in one spot he can elbow he can knee you and that's where he he usually wins his fights by knockout right so yeah. so my plan you know I'm, I'm in southpaw stance when he stepped in the, the long left knee, I think, was doing a lot of damage every time he stepped in. I, I landed a nice left knee to the body um, or, or a left elbow as he stepped in as well. And, and, he, and I cut him with, uh, with a good timed elbow. And, um, and also I was stepping off as well as he stepped in. So I was just countering. When I had an aggressive fighter on me, I was just countering that. And, um, and yeah, it worked a treat. I also landed a Sancha kick at one point, oh, which yeah. was quite cool. Yeah. <laughs> Jumping inside Loki. That's a, it's a bit of trademark. I, I've done it pretty much every fight for the past three or four fights now. And, I, yeah, I've copied it off Sancha. Hope he don't mind. <laughs> I'm, sure, yeah. I'm sure he he sees it as a compliment. Wow, those, yeah. those were a lot of moves that, that you were planning. Did you did, did you train a lot from for them or they just happened at the spur of the moment during the fight? No, we, we plan for this. We we play every every time we um I train for a fight, I plan for for who I'm fighting and and uh yeah we I did exactly what I trained to do yeah. Right, so it's really meticulous and kind of really tracking down your opponents' weak spots and down to every move, I guess. Yeah, yeah, like some fights, you know, I need to come forward more and maybe I'll, I'll box more, use my punching more. This fight was. I was doing that at times, but it was more about when he stepped in, I would counter, step off, you know, and and uh, yeah, it works. It worked great. So I got to say thank you to my coach because he he comes up with these plans and yeah, it works. Yeah. Yeah. Did did anything not go off plan besides you know what happened with the referee? Did anything really surprise you during the match? Um. So in in the fifth round, I I took a cut on my my eyebrow. It was only small, 
Um, and it was like the last 30 seconds of the fifth round, the last round. So um, the doctor stopped it and he took me over to the, uh, sorry, the referee stopped it. He took me to the doctor and I was, I was quite worried that they might stop the fight, you know, for, for a really small cut, you know. It, yeah. was, it was only a scratch on my, on my eyebrow. It wasn't going into my eyes or anything, but I just, I just felt like from what he was doing before, you know, I thought they might look for a way to, to stop this fight because I was quite clearly ahead on, on the points, you know. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. I, I guess you can, you can plan for every single thing in the fight yeah and and you know no, i no. yeah right yeah i i guess that's the whole point of fighting yeah i i, I saw you you wrote on on ig that you couldn't help but felt very emotional for for this win and there were tears you know why why has this been so meaningful and significant for yourself yeah I, well to be fair you, you shouldn't really as a fighter get emotional like that <laughs> in the ring but i couldn't help it for this one you know because it meant a lot to me because of obviously who i'm fighting you know the title i'm fighting for and then um, as well, I've been for a lot recently leading up to that fight. Like, I, obviously, the, the COVID happened and I've not fought in two years. Wow. And, you know, that was a really frustrating time because obviously it's, it's something I've done since a kid. You know, it's it's been my whole life. So not being able to fight was quite stressful. So, you know, I went to Thailand. I had fights on, on one championship before that. They was all cancelled. I went to Thailand and I had like three or four fights all back-to-back, cancel, 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 all due to COVID, you know. So I was training, you know. I've been in like a fight camp for about 18 months, <laughs> training wow. for a fight. Wow. For different fights that kept getting cancelled. I think six in a row got cancelled. Um, and even in England, you know, I was meant to fight some English people and they... Um, that I was meant to fight one guy, he pulled out three days before the fight, you know, yeah. and just one after the other. So it was really stressful. And then I got offered to fight Yusuf the first time. Uh, again, COVID, couldn't go to Belgium because, you know, I wasn't vaccinated at the time. And, uh, you know, that was quite mentally hard to deal with. You know, you build yourself up for a big fight and then it doesn't happen. And then, so so then at the end of it, we went there, we went to Amsterdam in front of, like I keep saying, in front of his home crowd almost and the referees and everything. It was a really hard fight mm. with everything that went on. And then the, when they said the new champion of the world, it was just like, you know, such an amazing feeling, you know. Yeah. And as well, I, I trained for something like this for 10, since I was a kid, 10 years, you know, training to be a world champion like this. So, so yeah, it was a big moment, yeah, for sure. Yeah, wow. So you actually went to Thailand for... For training camp, and 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 was training to fight there. Wow! And mm. so, um, you know what what kept you going during these eighteen months when 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 there was a drop in in fights and there was nothing going on? Like what, what what kept me going? If if you were looking back, if you could look back, um, what kept me going? I, well, just just the hope of, of to get back in there, you know. And right. um, I remember we, I was I was keeping myself training all the time I was I was like doing my pads I was doing I was doing stuff as much as I could everything that you could do within the rules of the of what was going on so if I could run I would run if I would do home exercises you know whatever I could do and just with the hope of when things start to come again fights start happening again I can go and and be like you know I wanted to be one step ahead of everyone else you know I wanted to be the fittest you know, I don't want to start training again. I want to be ready to go as soon as it's it's ready for, for fights to happen again. That was my thought. Yeah, I see. I see. That's yeah. that's really great. And okay, and and moving on to to one championship, you you have fought three times on the show. It's a big show here over in Singapore. You know what? 
of the three times, which fight was the most memorable for you? Uh, the most memorable would be when I fought Banky Noy. That was a, a really good fight. You know, I enjoyed that fight. Um, and uh, yeah, no, I enjoyed that fight. I enjoyed the experience of it, the week of the fight. Um, I lost really closely that time. But again, that was one of them. Some A lot of people said I won that fight. I, I believe I, yeah. I did enough to win because I dropped him in the first round and they wasn't able to give him the eight cam. Um but it was, it was a good fight. I'd like to do that one again, actually. But that was the most memorable so far. Wow. And, uh, and I'm actually in talks of, of fighting there again very soon next year, yeah. Nice, nice. We really hope that it, it will all come true for you. Great. And But in, interestingly, you didn't pick your win because you, you won once at one championship, right? That, yeah, that, wasn't, yeah. that, that wasn't more memorable, the, the win that you uh, had? You know you know, that fight, I wasn't too happy with my performance, you know. Um, I thought I, I could have fought a bit better. Um, I think on one championship, for, for me, I was just cutting a bit too much weight there. Like, uh, I, I was fighting at 70 kilos. And, and for people who don't know, you know, on, on one championship, the weighing system is very, very different. You know, you've got to weigh in multiple times. You've got to do hydration tests. And I was just a bit too slim and, and maybe a bit too skinny, just, just cutting a bit too much weight. Uh, for 70 so now now I'm fighting at middleweight I feel uh, a lot better and stronger nice nice and and you, you know you, you have fight both in in the UK and over here in in Asia are there any differences fight fighting in in the UK back home and in Asia when when you're here for one championship I, I think in Asia it's more like um, it's bigger out there you know they they enjoy and they enjoy martial arts more in, in Asia. You know, it's like you, you get treated more like a, a superstar in, in Asia, which I, I think is quite fun and cool. Like even when I fought in Singapore, yeah, on the taxi, they had like one championship, Nongo and, and Summer Pet were fighting and they had it on the, the taxis. And I thought, you know, that's that's amazing to, to have that. So, so yeah, they, it's definitely bigger out there. Nice. You don't get it in the UK, the, the superstar treatment? Um, in the UK, it's kind of like okay, you, you do your way in, you go to your fight. Um, you, you might talk with a few people after your fight, um, and and that's it. You know, you, oh, that's you might you, you meet your friends because you, you you sell tickets, right? When you fight in the UK, yeah. you have your own, your own tickets. Yeah. So then you go and meet your, your group of people that who you sold your tickets to, and you you just spend the rest of your evening with them. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, it's, wow, pretty much different now. Huh? So it's really the the superstar treatment. Yeah, yeah, there's no, there's no like, there's not a lot of like interviews and this and that. Like, but when you fight in one championship, they it's the whole like um, razzmatazz, you know. It's got everything there. It's quite cool. Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of the whole publicity blitz, huh? right? Any, yeah, any, yeah. Any other difference, you know, fighters wise, quality of fighters, type of fighters that you face back home as and and compared to compared to in in the UK. Um, comparing it to people in Asia. Fights yeah, in Asia. Yeah, fights in Asia and uh, opponents you get in the UK, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, so I've fought Thai opponents now a lot and, um, yeah, I guess the, the Thai opponents I've fought, they, they just have that more traditional sort of like Thai style, you know, where they fought in the stadium so much. Mm. Whereas in England, you know, you, you, you know, they, they start quite quickly from round one. They Maybe they, maybe they box a bit more. We're, in England, we're known for, for having good boxing. So, um, so yeah, but it, it just depends on the, the fighter, right. really, like, what right. they're, they're, that person, what their style is, you know. 
Okay, great. All right. So, you know, take us back to the beginning. How did your interest in combat sports start off? Uh, my interest, I was always interested in martial arts. Um, so I, I started in, in Taekwondo and Wing Chun when I was in school. And um, and yeah, I was just I was just remember I was always really interested in it and I was always looking forward to it. I used to go to school and I'd, I'd look forward to training all day. I was just thinking about, you know, what I'd learn in training after school. So that was my, my whole day was just revolving around training. I remember this and... Uh, and I remember I was doing that Taekwondo a couple of times a week. I was doing Wing Chun a couple of times a week. So share with us, how did your interest in combat sports begin? I started in um, um, Taekwondo maybe like a couple of times a week. I was doing Wing Chun maybe once or twice a week too. And uh, I just remember going to school and, and thinking about training and, um, you know, what techniques I'd learn after school. And that, that's all I'd sort of think about all day. And and then I remember there was a friend in school. He was doing um, Muay Thai in a gym around the corner. They were called Minor Tools Gym at the time. That was before we became the Nosey Academy. So um, he was training there. And just one day I, I, I went to just see what Thai boxing was about and I remember just the first day I tried Thai books and I loved it so much, you know, I, I just thought, right, this is the one I wanted to do now. And I went back the next day to train and just uh, basically forgot about Taekwondo and everything. I just f full into Muay Thai from, from one day's training. And uh, and that was it, you know, I, within six months I was doing interclubs and I was doing junior tournaments. And then, you know, from a kid, I was competing against uh, men, you know, from, from 13, 14 years old, I was, I was fighting like uh, C, B and an A class from a really young age, fighting against people much older than me. And and I just remember, yeah, just, just loving it and just just thinking that was the only thing I wanted to do, you know, from, from a really young age. And, you know, I'm 24 now and still doing it. Great. That, that's really good. What about Muay Thai really like captivated you and totally got you hooked? Um, you know, I think it's like the, the mix of, it. okay, it's a martial art and there's, there's technique to it um, and there's like history behind it, but also there's that element of kind of that boxing style. You know, you go to a, a boxing gym, it's got that sort of boxing smell when you walk in and it's not all, you know, you, you know what you're learning is quite, quite deadly as well. And, and um, you know, it's got that element of sport, mm. but it's also at the same time, it's got the, the martial arts and honor stuff to it that I like. So it's a good mix of everything. That's what I like about it. Yeah. That's great. That's great. And and you were sixteen when you decided to leave school to pursue a professional career. Oh, that's a really huge step. Um, what what made you decide to take this uh, leap of faith? Well, if I'm honest, um, <laughs> I was sixteen. I, I didn't have much else to do because I I was I got kicked out of school at that age. Oh dear. <laughs> so um, you know, but but like I said, I, I knew that was what I wanted to do, and and I didn't have the best. Um, sort of time in school it, it wasn't for me um yeah it wasn't for me so so i just closed the door no worries no worries yeah so my little brother <laughs> oh okay he's only three. Oh wow so but so yeah yeah so i, I mean I, I was um yeah i was i was sort of left school at 16 and yeah and i just i just knew like my my trainer gave me a job in my in my gym okay. and i was like cleaning the gym i was basically doing anything he asked me to do but i'd get free training 
and I'll do some PTs as well. And, and, uh, and yeah, I just loved the lifestyle of it, mate. Enjoyed it. Wow. So totally, wow. So it, it, it was kind of your only option and, and you made the best out of, out of it, huh? doing, doing, at, doing, your, doing 16 years. So that's really, really quite awesome. Yeah. So, you know, um, you know, you, you've competed, um, I think you, you've competed in, in uh, tournaments like Raw Combat League, uh, one championship and 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 other fight promotions. You know, of of all the fights you have done in the past five years, which which fight would you say is the most challenging for you when you when you look back? Which fight was the most challenging? Yeah. Well, I, I'd probably say yeah, the the last one against okay. Yusuf. You know, for the reasons I mentioned before. You yeah. know, is just everything that I had to to do and. And like I said, what we'd gone through before, you know, it was a big build-up to it. It yeah. felt like for me in my head. So, so yeah, it was it was a challenging fight, you know. But it's it, it went so well actually as well at the same time. So yeah, it was it was a it was a good night. It's a good night. That's that's great. That's great. All right. So so um over so you know for for yourself, you know, how do you train before a fight? You know what what goes through your mind and what keeps you motivated and 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 focus so i usually do about uh, six to eight weeks on a fight um uh, you know I, I actually like six weeks to be fair because otherwise it just feels a bit too long um I, like i said before i always keep myself in decent shape and then when a fight offer comes through i like to just train intensely for six weeks focus on the opponent i'm fighting um, you know, maybe, maybe I watch his videos and uh, I see what he's he's good at, see what he's bad at, and uh, I train for for that one particular style. But at the same time, I try and keep like an open mind, you know, because when you step in there, if you watch something and then you fight him and he's different, it, it can throw you off a bit. So, so I, I I might watch a couple of videos just to see, you know, what I might be in for. But at the same time, I, I'm just I'm open to anything, you know. So. So if I'm fighting a southpaw, for instance, I'll, I'll probably get some more sparring with southpaw people. If I'm fighting a clincher, I'll, I'll clinch more, you know. But at the same time, I try and keep my, my own style as well and, and work on the things I like to do and, and uh, see how I can set those shots up. Nice. And, and you know, over, over here, we have this thing called the damages section where we ask fighters what is the biggest damage that they have ever caused. And it, 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 it's a pretty fun section where, where people re recall with... Some kind of pride on the biggest uh, damage they've caused to another fighter. For yourself, you know, what was the occasion? Did you remember something that you felt particularly proud of, or you know, just a, sort of a sense of satisfaction? Uh, you know, a lot of my fights, I, I cut my opponents. You know, I, I feel like I can land elbows quite well. And um, first time I fought for a world title, I fought on Raw Combat League. I fought Conor McCormack, and uh, I just remember. Yeah, like he's a good fighter to be fair, but he left quite battered after our fight. You know, two black eyes. I gave him a, a big cut, sort of a Harry Potter cut down the middle of his face. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've, I've I've cut people before. Similar, you know, I land elbows quite a lot. So yeah, usually I'm I, I'm quite good with the the elbows. Yeah, I think yeah, I cut you, people a lot. You did say that yeah, the the elbows are your are your favorite weapon, huh? Definitely, yeah. yeah. Why do why do you think elbows are such a kind of effective tool for yourself? Uh, for me, may, maybe because um, 
I use my long guard quite well. I've got long arms, you know, and uh, and I feel like I, I train it a lot as well. Sometimes because they're, they're dangerous, you know, people forget to train them because you don't want to hurt your sparring partner. Um, but I do it where I kind of train them and I, I, I don't hit them. I, I just show it or I, I won't elbow them to the face. I'll like elbow their collarbone or something. So I'm still training and getting a, a good feel for it. And um, yeah, it just seems to flow nicely in, in a fight now. You know, I, I know when to do them and quite good at manipulating people's guard as well, moving their hands down and getting my, my elbows in range as well. So, so yeah, maybe, maybe that's why. Nice, nice. That's great. That's great. All right. So, you know, looking looking forward, you know, how, how is 2022 shaping up for you? After, you know, how, how 2021, you managed to get back on your, your momentum and, and get a couple of wins and get some fights going after, after a long and painful wait. How is 2022 shaping up for, for yourself? It's looking good. Um, I've just signed a contract with one championship for another six fights, which is wow. great. You know, the, the biggest martial arts organisation in the world. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to to get back on there with them. And we had some good chats with with Chartry himself as well, and what his plans are. And um, so so you know, it, it sounds really good what they've got planned for us. Um, obviously, I'm I'm holding the WBC middleweight title as well, so I, I would like to defend that. I think a, a proper champion has to defend their title, so I don't want to just have it and and go. I want to fight people um, and defend it. And I would like to defend it in, in England as well, in front of my home crowd would be nice as well. And uh, and to be honest, mate, I'm getting lots of lots of promoters inboxing me now and wanting me nice. to like fight on their shows and offering me this, that and the other. So it's good. We'll, we'll see whatever whatever happens, you know. And um, I'd like to collect different titles. You know, I've got an WMO uh, world title confirmed in, I think that's in August as well. So, uh, so yeah, let, let's collect as many belts as we can that's what that's, that's what great. my plan is yeah. yeah and and just curious where do you keep all those belts I, i've always wondered where do fighters keep their belts <laughs> they look huge right <laughs> well, or, or it's somewhere yeah else. um I, i've got them in my garage at the moment they're not even oh. on display <laughs> i need to get them out yeah i need like a, a trophy cabinet or something yeah i need yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I might put them up in my gym or something. They need to be on display. They're, they're not yeah. in a good place at all. <laughs> shouldn't be in the garage of, of, of all. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. And, yeah. It's, I've moved house recently, so they, they, yeah, they're going to get out of the garage soon. Yeah, I definitely have to have the day in the sun. All right, and, yeah. and, 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 and it's interesting that you posted, you know, who, who, who would you like to fight next? So for, for yourself, you know, who would be on that dream list? Who would you like to, to, to fight next for yourself? Um... To fight next, I don't. I don't really know to fight next. But the, you know what my dream fight would be? Yeah, my absolute dream fight would would be to fight with uh, Bokal. Yeah. Oh wow. Because uh, yeah, <laughs> crazy fight. But I, I would actually love to fight him because he's obviously such a legend. And I remember when I was very first starting, I was watching a, a lot of his fights, and I used to emulate my style and copy him. You know, so uh, so yeah, that that would be cool, just for just for the fun of it as well. You know, it'd be it'd be good fun to to share the ring with him. But I don't even know if he's fighting anymore or what what he's doing these days. Yeah, I've 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 chatted with with a Danish fighter, Nicholas, recently, and he faced Bokal in yeah. Bangkok, I think last year. And he he said that he was like a celebrity, and he he felt like a yeah. little bit next to next to him. Yeah, yeah, my goodness. Yeah. But confident yeah. of winning, confident of winning against your 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 idol if that dream match ever comes true. 
Yeah, why not? I, you know what? I, you can ask me to fight with anyone, and I always tell you I'm confident yeah. of winning. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah obviously. Yeah. Have have the better one. All right. So so given either how how is Liam like outside the ring? You know, what are some of your like hobbies and interests that you like besides you know beating people up? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my hobbies and interests. Um, well, life to be honest, it revolves around training. You know, and and when fights are, and that that is what life is like to be honest. So. It's really rare that I'll have a bit of time off. Like now, after this last fight, I had I had like three, three, four weeks of just sort of relaxing, and um, and now it's Christmas time, you know, so I'm going to Christmas parties and stuff like that. And just to be honest, there's not a, not a lot going on that I that I do outside of training. So wow. it just it all it all revolves about around training and 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 that's it. To be honest with you, yeah, not 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 much else going on. Well, you're really a professional, yeah, fighter. Then it, 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 your life really revolves around, <laughs> around the fight. And yeah, I think it has to, has to be at this level. You know, it has to. You, you're either all in or, or just don't, don't bother. You know, then that's that's the way my my mindset is for it. So, and it, yeah, that's that's why I think I got to the the level I'm at. That's great. That's great. And and you know, you know, a lot of people have this conception that that being a Muay Thai fighter, a professional Muay Thai fighter, it's glamorous. You get the belts, you get the attention, the press conferences, the coverage. Yeah, what, what's the biggest misconception that people might have of being a Muay Thai fighter? No, you know, being a Muay Thai fighter is not glamorous. It's boring, to be honest with you. <laughs> it's actually the, the complete opposite. It's, you've got to be regimented and you've got to be disciplined. And, um, you know, yeah, you, you, might, you might look the, the part and look really glamorous after a fight, but really you know you just it's just all about training and staying focused you can't go out you can't drink you can't do do normal things you know you you've got to live a, a different life you've got to live a like a savage life we call it in in my uh me and my trainer we call you know we've got to live a savage life and that's and that's what i've decided to do and and to be honest that's that's what i want to do you know I, i'm happy with the choice i made um and yeah I'm, I'm not you know some fighters will try and live two lives i think where they they go out you know they do these things and and then they try and become be a fighter at the same time but for for me it's i've chosen one and that's what i'm going to stick to yeah nice i'm sure the sacrifices that you make will will all be uh will all be worth it so this is pretty in- interesting yep so all right so and lastly and besides facing work how do you have any other ultimate fight dreams that you have uh ultimate fire dreams well saying about collecting belts and and for me you know the the major belts out there now is the wbc wmc which i've won both of them um and what one championship uh titles there and, and obviously the the stadium titles so um so you know i'm obviously signed to one championship so for me that that would be a big goal to go and to go in there and win that world title yeah that's great. That's great. And of course, and and of course, um, I just want to find out, you know, because had you ever fought in Thailand before? Because you you are a Muay Thai fighter, and, and and for a lot of Muay Thai fighters, lots of lots of a right of passage is you know going through a fight in in Thailand. How was your mm. how was your experience fighting in in Thailand? Because you you have done one, right? Yeah. No, I fought in Thailand twice before, but I've oh. never fought in. In one of the main stadiums, I was actually when I went to Thailand to train, I was scheduled to fight in Lumpini, and that was the week before it got cancelled. But um, but yeah, I, I fought there twice now, and it, I, I would like to fight in Lumpini because it's it's different there, right? You know, the time I fought in Thailand was obviously on one championship, 
And, uh, you know, the, the stadium fighting compared to one championship is very different. You know, it's five rounds, you know, you might start a bit slower. And, yeah, you know, I'd, I'd love to do it. I'd love to try it at one time. And, and I'm sure I will. I'm sure I will yeah. before, I, before I finish, yeah. And you have been listening to Liam Nolan, the WBC Muay Thai World Middleweight Champion for 2021. And he is also the WBC Muay Thai Fighter of the Year for 2021. For more fight stories, visit the Combat Ring website at www.combatring.wordpress.com or follow us on Instagram for more updates.